Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Get him. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We got a great show for you. Check this out. This is a big day, okay? Uh, we're coming live and direct right now, wherever you're streaming. If you're seeing that video live inside Studio 34 here in Rock and Riley's, if you're seeing it on, you know, I don't know, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook Live, on Periscope, so many ways on YouTube, so many ways to come on inside Studio 34. You'll also be hearing this, you know, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You'll get it available on download, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We got a big time show for you, okay? I got my guys down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery down there on the fourth floor, holding it down, monitoring the Stats Over Beach chat, trying to make me sound good. But uh, we're going to get into some stuff, okay? We got some great, fun, and functional sports content a little bit later on. I cannot wait for this. Big shout-out to Kenneth Cashman and Rotoware. But we got to talk about this. This is a monumentous day. Let's get right into it, okay? The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. The highest court in the land. Voted 7-2 to two today. And usually... The Supreme Court is like 5-4. You know, people are trying to get, like, conservative judges on the court or liberal judges on the court because it's a narrow margin. Very rarely does the Supreme Court come out 7-2, to two, which it did today to effectively repeal the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. Okay, so here's what I want to do. This is a big story. What I want to do is kind of break it down and explain, because some people are like, oh my God, it's legal now to bet sports. Where can I go? Should I go to my ATM machine and make a bet? You know, can I go to Starbucks and make a bet? No. Okay, so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what this law actually means. We're going to get into what it means for depending on where you live, because it's going to be very different depending on what state you live in, if you're even in America right now. And you know, you know, Fantasy Freestyle is a global show. Shout out to my man from France that was here last week. Okay, but we're also going to talk about who are the winners in this decision? Who are the losers in this decision? When we talk about the quote-unquote integrity of the game, what are they even talking about? And why am I worried that the NFL is going to treat this in a draconian, archaic way, the same way they treat things like player safety and marijuana? But we'll get into all of that, okay? A little bit later on, I'll also be giving you my top stories from, you know, like rookie training camps in the NFL as you get ready for fantasy football drafts and, you know, off-season workouts. you got to have your finger on the pulse. And then, like I said, oh, boy, we're going to be drafting stats over beats a little bit later on. Cole Beasley and my man Kenneth Cashman. But let's get back to this, okay? Here's what happened. And let me give you guys a little history lesson, 
All right. It started in 1992 when Congress decided to make this law. Okay, the uh, Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, PASPA. Okay, and it basically had a federal ban on sports gambling, but. State of Nevada was kind of grandfathered in because, you know, those buildings rose out of the desert in the 50s and 60s. You know what I mean. Forget about it. Hey, okay. Um, Lefty from Mulberry Street helped them out there. But, okay, so Nevada's grandfathered in, right? But now here is the key. The federal government made this illegal, but they were not regulating it. They were not regulating it through, like, you know, the FCC, I mean, the SEC or any kind of body, okay? They were just, uh, there were no rules. They were just telling states kind of, like, what they could not do. And so New Jersey comes along, and they say, you know what? That's actually a violation of states' rights, okay? That's a violation of states' rights. We, as the state of New Jersey, you know, we're going through a little bit of an economic downturn. If you've seen the smokestacks on the Garden State uh, Parkway or on the Turnpike, you know, right? We want to try and get some more revenue. And the way we're going to do this is by bringing sports gambling. We think that it is a violation of our state's rights, the 10th Amendment, that you cannot tell us what we can or cannot do. If we want to legalize sports gambling, we should be able to do that. You know, in Monmouth Park in Atlantic City, we should be able to do that. So they go ahead and file. You know, in 2014, it was not heard by the court. They have lost. You know, this started under Chris Christie when he was governor. They have lost in a number of courts. But today, seven out of the nine highest judges in the land decided that, you know what? You can't tell the states what to do, right? And so now, here's the thing. It's not that it is legal, but what they have done is repealed this federal ban. And so now what it is is it comes down state by state to see where they are. It's a state's rights issue. The same, to be quite honest, that I think they're going to, you know, we do with marijuana. The same that might happen with Oh, I don't know, immigration, the same, you know, but I digress, right? This is the Fantasy Sports Network, so we're going to talk about other things. So, so Nevada is already there, right? New Jersey won the right, so they can start soon. I've heard that uh, Memorial Day is when Monmouth Park is going to start taking sports bets. Talk about Atlantic City. They are primed and ready to go. But if you don't live in New Jersey, if you don't live in Nevada, it's no different right now. But uh-huh, there are many states that in preparation for this are primed and ready to go to either have a, a, a law on the books or expand the law that is already on the books. Delaware, for example, is right on the precipice. They already offer parlay betting on lotto, you know, like for, for uh, the NFL, for professional football. There's a few states that have already kind of enacted laws to allow sports vetting or kind of have like legislation legislation ready to go in the next session. I'm talking about Connecticut, Iowa, Mississippi, New York, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. They're all primed and ready to go. They can introduce something now, and there is no barrier, okay? The, uh, the law of the land, the federal law of the land is now no barrier. There's other states, okay, that have kind of like what they call Kickstarter legislation out there already. Cali. Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina. They all have kind of either publicly announced plans or have legislation out there where hearings will happen very soon. Okay, and then there's a couple of other states who have kind of existing laws that might get expanded. Oregon, Montana. Some states haven't done anything. And then there is one state that it's not going to happen in. And that's Utah. One, it don't matter because they're so close to Nevada, right, which is already the Disneyland of gambling. But also Utah actually has an anti-gambling stance written into the state's constitution. And that makes sense, you know, with some of the religious activity that goes on there and, and whatnot. But that's where it stands state by state. 
Okay, so I wanted to make that clear. So what it is now is that the states have the opportunity to go ahead and make it legal as a state's rights issue. Uh, So what you have here is a lot of the leagues coming together today and, you know, saying that, okay, they have to kind of respect this, you know, decision from the Supreme Court, but they want, like, regulation. They want protections. And and and, and this is kind of the the crux of the issue. Why, Why not? Why have it be illegal in the first place you know back in the day these leagues used to think that you know kind of uh when when gambling was still in the shadows you know and the mob ran it right it's the same kind of idea of why you don't want to have teams in las vegas they think oh the mob might you know break some ankles and influence some guys you know point shaving things of that nature i saw tony clark who's the president of the mlbpa the players association of major league baseball he said he's worried about player safety what is he he's worried about goons coming out of the sh- uh, shadows breaking guys knees i think that's a little outlandish my man scott angle this morning on roto experts in the morning also said he thought that was a little outlandish right but they're worried about the quote-unquote integrity of the game point shaving fixing it seems to be just fine because here's why all that stuff happens anyway right we already had nba refs on the take even when gambling was federally illegal we already had point shaving scandals even when federal gambling was illegal you know we already have everybody in their mother playing fantasy football or fantasy baseball or dfs especially if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Network, right? Everybody has a March Madness pool at their job. Everybody gets a couple of boxes for the Super Bowl, okay? So it's not about betting. It's not about gambling, okay? Everyone can accept that. But everyone thought it was kind of like in the shadows, right? And now it's kind of more mainstream. And to be quite honest, I, kudos to us. The stats overbeat Cypher. Kudos to the guys downstairs on the Fantasy Pit of Misery. You know, now we are part of why it is more socially acceptable. You know, it is more of a mainstream thing. And here's the other thing. Now, these days, you can get this on your phone. There's apps, you know, mybookie.ag and others, the FanDuel, the DraftKings, the Fantasy Factor, the No Halftime, all this stuff. You can do it already. It is still readily accessible. So what's left is for the states to try and get their cut, get their vig, get a little piece of the pie, get their hands in the cookie jar. Okay? That's what New Jersey did. It was trying to be a revenue generator. For the state. And that's what states will do because they take a rake. They take the VIG. Sport, that's what sports leagues are going to want to do. Get the VIG. You go to Vegas, maybe instead of minus 110, it's going to be minus 115, minus 120 for an even odd bet. I would expect that to happen. Everyone's going to want to get their hand in the cookie jar. That's what it's coming down to, okay? But I think there's been this societal shift over time, which leads to why it's not taboo anymore. So states are going to go write their own legislation, even when there was the absence of the federal kind of clarity. They got ahead of the game, and that's why now two dozen states are in position to capitalize on this. And here's the thing. Everyone's going to make money. States are going to get money, make money. You're going to tell me that the sports teams don't like this? Mark Cuban was on like CNBC already today saying every, the value of every single sports franchise has now doubled overnight. Because there's more interest in all games because you got action on it. Why else are you watching Thursday night football, you know, uh, Dolphins, Titans? Because you got action on it. Making the teams more viable, making the teams more valuable, drawing more interest and viewers and listeners and players and betters. Everybody is going to get paid on this. All right. Here's the only two people that won't. You know, it's funny how they say Vegas never loses. 
or how they always keep building, you know, those buildings in the desert and how Vegas always wins. Not today. Vegas officially lost today. Here's the way you got to think about it. Here's the way you got to think about it. Vegas used to, in essence, have a monopoly on, you know, going somewhere and physically making a sports bet in this country. You can only do it in Vegas, right? Maybe you had all the ways, you knew a guy, you know, something like that. But the way to do this was by going to Vegas. Now, I just reeled off the names of states. A lot of East Coast states, that's going to kill some tourism. Going to Vegas. They're going to be able to go to Jersey, go to Delaware, go to New York. So you don't have to fly to Vegas. You know, yes, there will still be some tourism there. You know, Sin City will still be doing just fine. You got the Golden Knights. You got the Raiders and others, you know, and other reasons to go out there. I hear the cabanas at the Hard Rock are pretty nice as well. Right. But they lose a piece of the pie. Right. They're getting diluted. They had a monopoly. And here's the other people that lose. And maybe you shouldn't care about them. I understand. But, yo, the bookies lose. That guy who was running the tickets, who had the tickets back in the day where you could pick the lines, you know, Al from down the block at the barbershop, he loses. Because now if everyone can do it above board, and you can do it with an app, you could do it on your laptop, you could do it on your phone, why are you going to go with, you know, Sal at the barbershop? You're not. You know, it's the same thing as, like, as states legalize marijuana in Colorado and California, are you going to use your, uh, your old weed dealer? Or are you going to go to just, like, the regular weed shop that's there and regulated? Right? So now the bookies that are out there, the hustlers that are out there, they're the same as kind of your regular old weed dealers, right? They're pushing a product that's now all of a sudden legal and regulated. And I think that's the thing. It's now a states-by-states issue. I think it's bad for Vegas. I think it's bad for the bookies, but it is good for almost everybody else. There's a great breakdown of which states will be affected, um, which states have kind of legislation out there already. I think it's very interesting. The states that got ahead of this are really mostly um, east of the Mississippi. Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Maryland. You know, these are the states that are ahead of the game right now you know so here's the thing we got a poll question up on twitter i put it up on twitter you can always follow me at spitting speeds if you don't know by now now you know all right and the question i ask you guys is um how will this actually impact you your betting behavior are you gonna play more or less fantasy are you gonna stop playing dfs maybe you're a sports better you know my boy mike florio down there in the pit of misery he told me that he doesn't bet sports but now that it's legal he might are you like a new customer now are you a new better are you someone who maybe this is not in your state or this is not your cup of tea and you ain't going to change your behavior at all? Or are you someone who's actually anti-gambling? You think it's a vice of the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right now we got that poll question up right now. I think it's interesting. 42% of you say you may bet sports now. This may, in fact, change your behavior. You may become a sports better. 39% of you, I, I'm in this camp, say I'm already a degenerate. You know, so it's not going to change my behavior. I get some action. I'm going to keep getting my action. That, that's one way to think about it. 11% of you say boo to gambling. You know, just kind of morally maybe philosophically opposed to it. And 8% of you say this will not change at all that, uh, or that it's not really viable in your state, that uh, that's not the case. I think it's very interesting. Florio said he will actually change behavior, be a better now. Um, you know, but here's the other thing. You know, and I talk about the NFL all the time, how they do with player safety, how they do with marijuana. They have an opportunity to get ahead of this, okay? They have an opportunity instead of being like, oh, we're worried about the integrity of the game. These things were happening anyway. Get ahead. It's the 21st century. People are betting on their phone. 
Get ahead of this. They could embrace this. You know, like, look at the NBA. Our guy Adam Silva. We talk about it here on this network all the time. The in-play app. You know, saying he's open to it. That's why they skew younger in the NBA. You know, you don't want to be like baseball. You don't want to, you want to get ahead of this. You want to welcome this with open arms, especially in the states where you have franchises where they're going to be betting money. You know, you got to get – there are some owners in the league that are, you know, in bed with DraftKings and FanDuel, like Kraft and um, Jerry Jones are part owners of that. So, like, you need to get ahead of this, NFL. You need to embrace this, and you need to uh, – you know, kind of start to promote. It's legal now, okay? It is out of the shadows. It is not taboo. And we here on the Fantasy Sports Network uh, certainly appreciate it. Stats Over Beat Cypher certainly appreciates it. Because why? Because now there's more people who may want to holler at your boy Speeds to understand how to win their leagues and win that cash. Go ahead and answer the poll question on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, if you want to make your voice heard. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my top takeaways from, uh, you know, rookie minicamp so far in the NFL. And I'm also going to give you a quick thumbnail sketch on what to expect at the Preak-Nasty, the Preakness right there, the second jewel of the Triple Crown going down in Maryland this weekend. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, the vocal minority right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hit me up on the Stats Over Beats uh, chat room, the cypher. Let's go. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I'm giving you the goods that'll please your ears. No, we don't care. We the Beef Boy Scouts. Check it. We're prepared. You're bringing on stage and you can't compare because I get more greasy than Chicago Bears. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. He's a spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network, Radio Network, YouTube Live with the Stats Over Beats, Cypher chiming in. Yo, we got my man Danny Otto down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. He's got popping off going on tomorrow. Little Deadpool action going on. We got my best friend forever down there, Mikey Florio, making me sound good. So hot that we sweat steam down there. Catch him on Fantasy Best Friends Forever. I believe it is 2 to 3 p.m. They're making it pop afternoons these days right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. And also, we have the return of one of my favorites. My man JP, the Night Owl, is back. He was like backpacking through Europe. We lost touch with him. He didn't have a reception on his phone. But he's back holding us down this summer. We're going to holler at him a little bit later on. You know, stats over beats, people. You know, it's like a reunion. You know, if we got like uh, Jilly Dilly, we got, uh, you know, Strong Style. You know, Lance Davis, we got my man's Pete from Staten Island out there. They may, you know, they may want to know about my guy, the Night Owl, JP. All right, let's talk a little bit. I was telling you about how I'm very excited that sports betting is now back and viable. That means a bigger audience for your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. But, you know, if you're looking like, hey, now that it's legal, where can I go to, you know, get a little bit of action? Let me tell you guys, all right? 
Let's go to mybookie.ag. If you're tired of losing of all your money on DFS when 75% of your lineup performs, it's about time you tried mybookie.ag. They got a props builder. Okay, you could build whatever prop you want, and they're going to go ahead and give you an odds. They'll give you a line for it. I use this on the Kentucky Derby. I used this on the Kentucky Derby. I told you guys about my boy Jack. He was going off at 30-1. to 1. I liked him, though, against all the other long shots. Why? Because he was a deep closer. Why? Because I liked, I think it was uh, DeSormo. The DeSormos. One owned them, one was riding them. And uh, I won all my head-to-heads. I made some prop builders on this. And I won all my head-to-heads with my boy Jack. So I won a little bit of money on the Kentucky Derby, even though Justify the Favorite, who went off at, I believe, 3-1, to one, got it done. I was giving some other guys. I gave you Audible. He finished very close. And I believe in the show position, I gave you my boy Jack, who finished fifth. And heads up, was doing work. Let's turn our attention, though, because this... Saturday, we'll have the second jewel of the uh, Triple Crown. The Preakness is going down. Preakness goes down in Maryland. I got to tell you, though, something, guys. I used to go to the Preakness. Your boy Speeds has been to a few Preaknesses in his day. And I'm going to tell you something. JP, the night owl who's down there. JP, this is something you need to learn. I have never in my life been at a crazier event than the Preakness. Okay, <clears throat> I've been at I've been in Mardi Gras, I've been in I've been in some big time parties, you know, stuff like that. I've traveled, you know, I've traveled to clubs in other countries and stuff like that. I have never been in a crazier atmosphere than the Preakness guys down there on the fan, uh, the fantasy pit of misery on the fourth floor. If Florio, the Night Owl, Danny, if you're down there, you need to go on YouTube and you need to um, Google or go on YouTube and go Preakness and go running of the urinals. I'm serious. And because when we're talking about this later on, you guys got to know about this. The running of the urinals, you know, guys literally running across drunk getting pelted with full beers. Um, I'm talking about, listen, I, I, I kid you not. It was like a Mardi Gras atmosphere. The first time I ever went there, I swear I stopped taking pictures of what I was seeing. What I was seeing by about 1030 in the morning because I had enough of it already. Okay, the race isn't until like 6 o'clock. They literally take in college kids by the busload, okay? You literally had to have your head on a swivel for all the beers that was like flying in the air. One year I was there when Barbaro was the horse, and he literally, this was his last race ever. Barbaro died pretty much. They put him down almost on the track. I was in the infield with 110,000 other people. I had no clue that that happened. No clue. Okay, go ahead and check it out, Running of the Urinals, and let me know what you think right there on the Stats Overbeat Cypher in the chat room right there. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on. But as I handicap the field for the Preakness, you know, it's a very interesting race, okay? Justify comes back. Can he do it again? Here's the thing. They bring these horses back two weeks after the Kentucky Derby, right? And so that's the biggest problem. A lot of the main contenders skip the Preakness. If they don't have a chance at the Triple Crown anymore, they skip the Preakness, and they're going to go ahead and take their shot at Justify or whoever is left you know, in three more weeks in New York at the Belmont. Right? So here's the thing. There's 13, I think, horses in the field for the Preakness. Only three of them were even in the Kentucky Derby. You got Justify, the winner, the favorite. He's going to be a heavy favorite. He's minus 225 right now. To win again, to you know, have a shot to win the Triple Crown at Belmont. The only two other horses, I think Good Magic is in there. He's a horse that finished second in the Kentucky Derby. They think maybe he's got a shot, right? He's going off, I believe, at 5-2. And then Lone Sailor, who was in the Derby, is going off at 8-1. to one. No other horses in single digits, okay? You have all these other horses. I don't like any of them. Maybe there's a horse that Pimlico is their home track. 
Maybe that is helpful. That's about it. Maybe it'll be sloppy again, but we saw Justify was able to do work in the slop, so it doesn't really matter. You know, so I think you're you're set up, unless you have any kind of weather concerns, you're set up for Justify once again. The only thing that would give me cause for pause as it comes to Justify is, you know, this is a guy that didn't uh, race or win as a two-year-old. He broke the curse of Apollo, you know, winning the Kentucky Derby a couple of weeks ago. You know, can he come back on just two weeks rest? This is a short stint for a horse, a young horse, a three-year-old, right? Will he be able to give his best effort? If he does, he will win the Preakness. Okay, but my question is, will he be able to rebound? You know, definitely keep it locked to the Fantasy Sports Network because we're going to be talking gambling anyway. You know, go on over to mybookie.ag. You got Cam and Gabe all the time talking about the ponies a little bit. Their horse, Conflict Diamond, out there. Big shout-out to them. And we're going to try and get them also on the show later on this week. When I'm on uh, Roto Experts in the morning with my man Scott Angle, the King Scott Angle with the all-in kid Jake Seeley. I do it now. Uh, JP, the night owl, he may not know because everyone knows me as a night owl as well. But I'm on bright and early in the morning. Roto Experts in the morning, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 7 to 9 a.m. Rise and shine with us, okay? We cock-a-doodle-do it every morning, Monday through Friday. We get it done and preview the day so you can win your leagues and win that cash. We hold it down. With the King, Jake Seeley, and myself. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want to switch gears. Excuse me. I want to talk a little bit about the NFL, okay? Because we haven't done that yet. I was talking about the sports gambling in general. Had to talk about the Preakness a little bit. I want to get into the NFL real quick, okay? Listen, first of all, um, some news to pass along. A a A sad piece of news. You know, Chuck Knox passed away this week. Uh, Epic head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He died at 86 years old. You know, um, really an iconic coach. Scott Angle earlier um, in the week on Roto Experts had some nice words for uh, Chuck Knox. I mean, he was a big Seahawks fan. You know, the coach of the, in the 80s there with Steve Largent, Dave Craig kind of team. So we pour a little bit out here from the Fantasy Freestyle and the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Um, but let me tell you, the, the main thing going on right now is rookie minicamps, okay? We had the draft. There's a couple people still unsigned, I mean, at the wide receiver position. You know there's Dez unsigned, Brandon Marshall unsigned. We'll talk about that. It seems like Jason Witten thinks that Dez might wind up in Green Bay, an interesting option if I do say so myself. Uh, Brandon Marshall out there visiting Seattle. Maybe they could use some help in the wide receiver core. Um, Jeremy Macklin still out there. At the running back position, DeMarco Murray still out there. He's really the only prize left after C.J. Anderson signed with the Carolina Panthers. I brought that to you last week. So at this point, um, rookie minicamp is really kind of all the rage. We're going to see if there's going to be some guys cut. We'll preview some of the maybe camp cuts in an upcoming episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. By the way, the Fantasy Freestyle, guys, I believe this is episode 309, 310 maybe. Can you believe that, guys? Over 300 episodes of the Fantasy Freestyle. That's what we do with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, which boy, Dane Martinez, he's a spitting statistician. But all right, here's some of the things out of uh, NFL minicamp that I think is important, okay? Um, I just, you know, it should definitely be out there so people are aware of it. First thing I want to say is, you know, everyone talk about, oh, Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. Tyrod Taylor is a starter in Cleveland, okay? T-Mobile is a starter in Cleveland. I'm going to tell you what, I am higher on the Cleveland Browns than most. Okay, I believe that uh, Cleveland Browns will not be in the basement of the AFC South this year. I could see Cincinnati 
winning less games. I can see the Ravens maybe winning less games. Okay, Hugh Jackson is going to jump in the lake and clean off the stench of one win in the last 32 games. I think the Browns will be okay. The Browns' big problem on offense was turning the ball over. Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn the ball over. He has the lowest interception percentage of any quarterback all time in the NFL. They may address that. Look at the weapons they have. Josh Gordon. Jarvis Landry over the middle in the slot. Coleman maybe as a three. Njoku, the three-headed you know committee right there of Carlos Hyde, the Duke, Duke Johnson, and the draft pick, Nick Chubb. They got some opportunity. They got some weapons. They have a decent offensive line, and T-Mobile can work with that. I think he's got better weapons than he ever did in Buffalo, and he took that Buffalo team to a playoff berth. Why couldn't the Cleveland Browns go 6-10 and 10 this year? I think they could, okay? And I think Tyrod is the starter, okay? They're talking about Baker Mayfield. I'm telling you right now, here's my takeaway from rookie camp. Tyrod Taylor is the starter in Cleveland, and he is going to be a legitimate you know, quarterback in two QB leagues. He, he always is, and he will continue to be. Don't get it twisted, okay? Here's what I also want to tell you. There's some running back timeshares that you want to keep an eye on, okay? Here are the ones that I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. In Washington, it looks like Darius Geis to me is the early down back. You got Chris Thompson there as the PPR back. He is locked and loaded. Unfortunately, Samaj P. Ryan is really the one without a chair when the music stops in this timeshare. I think P. Ryan only gets a load if, in fact, Darius Geis gets injured, okay? Keep an eye on the Washington backfield because Darius Darius Geis could be an interesting early down runner, get you about 800 rushing yards this season. Also, think about what about in Denver? This is a very interesting one. I'm telling you right now, everybody knows about uh, Rashad Penny, and everyone's saying he might be a three-down back. Boo-hoo-hoo to Chris Carson in Seattle, right? And I sign on to that. You know I like Penny in Seattle, right? But I'm going to tell you, here's my diamond in the rough for you, and it is in Denver, and it is uh, Royce Freeman. I think Royce Freeman is going to run away with this job over Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker, despite what me and my man Pete from Staten Island and the Cypher used to talk about, Freeman is the better back. Freeman is going to be this guy like Kareem Hunt who may have come out of nowhere this year, okay? Keep an eye on that backfield. The other one I would say is obviously in Seattle. Like I said, I do think he is a three-down back. We're talking about Mr. Penny out there. Okay, here's another thing from uh, minicamp so far. Andrew Luck's still not throwing the football. Still not throwing to Duke. This is now like something like 437 days later. At what point do you start to get a little bit worried? I'm there already. Okay, Andrew Luck to me now is one of those quarterbacks. You know how you say you can wait on quarterback, right? I would wait, and he'd be one of the two guys I'd pair and take a shot on. You could probably get Andrew Luck as, like, you know, the 12th or 13th quarterback coming off of your board. If you compare Andrew Luck this year with a guy like Phillip Rivers, with a guy like Jimmy G, with a guy like Patty Mahomes, with a guy like something like that, you'll be just fine. Either Luck will pop off, and if not, you got that other guy. All right, that's the way I would go at it. You're not going to see me invest in the draft capital for Aaron Rodgers or something like that or Cam Newton or Tom Brady or anybody like that or Russell Wilson or even Deshaun Watson, shall we say. But I would like to see Andrew Luck throw the football, you know, before, uh, you know, June, shall we say. Also, like I mentioned, you know, Brandon Marshall maybe going to Seattle, going there for a visit. Dez, where will he wind up? Keep an eye out on that. I think Green Bay and Seattle could be some teams. But the thing I want to mention real quick is what is my biggest kind of story out of these rookie minicamps, are these strained dynamics between some veteran quarterbacks and some, you know, 
up-and-coming rookies who are basically there to take your job. And that's happening in two situations. It's happening in Pittsburgh, okay, where Big Ben told a radio station, when it comes to Mason Rudolph, he'll just, like, point him to the playbook and that he doesn't necessarily feel an obligation to train him or teach him. And then it also happens in Baltimore. Joe Flacco there. Apparently, Lamar Jackson reaches out, and Joe Flacco does not respond to his text messages. And that could be very interesting. Remember, I think Flacco is fugazi, forgot about him, and that could be very interesting. I think it's dangerous, you know, when these quarterbacks try to, you know, not accelerate the development or the learning for the young kid. You know, because you don't want to render yourself obsolete. I understand that, but it is a team. You know, look at Big Ben, for example. Big Ben hasn't played 16 games in a while. He misses that time, and the Steelers are always in the running for home field advantage in the playoffs, right? Wouldn't it behoove you, Ben, to, you know, tutor Mason Rudolph a little bit? This way, the one or two games you miss, maybe you get W's, and then maybe you're hosting games in January at Heinz Field. You know, instead of having to go to Gillette for New England or somewhere else, wherever you think that might be. I got ideas where that might be, but we'll talk about that later, right? Doesn't it behoove you to do that? Flacco, you're already rolling in your riches because you bet on yourself for your one playoff run. You know the sun is setting on your productivity. Why don't you tutor the kid? I know it falls to kind of RG3 as that duty, you know, with someone who fits in the same scheme, but I think this is very interesting, and I think they do, in fact, have a duty. It's unfortunate because you got to groom your kind of heir apparent but, you know, it is a team concept. I want to find out right down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Is my best friend forever Mike Florio still down there? If Mikey Florio is still down there, best friends forever, holla at your boy Speed. So are we down there in the fantasy pit of misery? We got somebody. I hear somebody. I'm, I'm asking Florio. You with me? I'm with you. Yeah, check this out. What do you think about this? I'm, I'm talking about in Pittsburgh with Big Ben and Mason Rudolph, and then again in Baltimore with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Does a quarterback kind of have an obligation to tutor the kid, you know, for the good of the team, even though you are, in essence, training your heir apparent and accelerating the end of your career? Because I talk about Big Ben. Like, he hasn't played 16 games. You need Mason Rudolph to maybe win a game for you so you're, you know, the division matchup or the AFC championship game is in Pittsburgh. How do you fall on this? Do you think quarterback, vet quarterbacks have an obligation to tutor the young kids coming up? I think they should, but I completely understand them not wanting to. But I think a guy like Big Ben more than Joe Flacco should because, like you said, first of all, he never plays a full slate right. of games. exactly. And second of all, every year he talks about how he wants to retire. I don't know if I have it in the tank anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I got anything left. I might be considering retirement. Of course the organization needs to start thinking about secession planning. You know, and, and to be quite honest, to be quite honest, Florio, I mean— like you said, he doesn't play all these games, and, and, and the Steelers are in the mix for home field advantage all the time. Wouldn't you want a guy to maybe be able to fill in for you for a game or two so that you could be home in the playoffs? I think that's the move, right, Florio? Yeah, I agree. A guy like Flacco's a little bit younger, probably thought he'd have more time. And Lamar is such a different guy than him, right? Yeah. Lamar is going to be learning under RG3, God forbid, <laughs> if anybody, right? But that's why they signed RG3, right, to probably be the mentor to uh, Lamar? Yeah, you'd have to think so. And Jake did call it, to give him credit, uh, Jake Seeley called it. Your boy Speed said it also. As soon as they signed RG3, as soon as they signed RG3, your boy Speed's the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority, was like, this is paving the way for him to be the mentor to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, he has two years' experience that he can can hopefully teach him something. You think he can teach him how to slide? Uh, He probably should. He probably wishes he knew how to slide himself.
All right, fair enough. Thanks, uh, thanks, Mikey Florio, for joining the show. Hey, Mikey, a little bit later on when we come back, we have, yo, we have rapping athlete Palooza. You were talking to me about a little Cole Beasley. He dropped an album, not just a track, an entire album. Apparently, it was top 20 on iTunes. It's called The Autobiography. We're going to, you know, dive into a couple of those songs, and then we are bringing the absolute heat. We are packing heat like the oven door. It is an inconvenient truth the way we bring this heat, global warming and out gore ain't got nothing on us we are so hot we're gonna be sweating steam kenneth cashman and the guy from rotowares we got speeds focused stuff dropping on the fantasy freestyle coming up next we're gonna have a little bit of fun we welcome jp the night owl back in maybe he can critique some of these rapping athletes as well it's your boy dane martinez right here on the award-winning fantasy sports network it's the fantasy freestyle you know what it is come on right back hit me up on the chat too Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. The wicked is strong. You got it going on. You're dead wrong. Yo, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority is never dead wrong. Big shout out to Notorious B.I.G. featuring Eminem on that track. Two of the top ten rappers of all time, in my opinion. That's right. I said it. Two of the top ten of all time. Biggie can be in the top five. Eminem might be in the second five there if you want to be real about it. But that's besides the point. You know, uh, we drop Stats Over Beats over here. And one thing we do, and if you are part of the Stats Over Beats cipher, you definitely know this already. I got to catch my man JP up, the night owl. All right, well, we've been doing JP. I don't know if you hear me. But uh, what we've been doing, we've been breaking down all the rapping athletes on the Fantasy Freestyle over the last couple of weeks slash months, okay? Everybody from Le'Veon Bell to Lonzo Ball to... uh, who else did we have? We had Marvin Bagley the third. We had Sony Michelle. We had, uh, you know, we had Chris Ventra as well. And JP, trust me, you uh, didn't miss much with Chris Ventra. Um, we had Iman Shumpert on last show. We're saving my man Dame Dollar for a little bit later on, maybe during the NBA Finals. But um, one of the rapping athletes that's out there right now is Cole Beasley. Okay, Cole Beasley is out there and check this out, guys. Cole Beasley didn't just drop one song. He dropped an entire album. Do we have my man JP the Night Owl with me right down there in the fantasy pit of misery down there on the fourth floor? JP, you with me? Yeah, I'm here with you. Yes, brother, man. That's what I'm talking about. If you are a fan of the fantasy freestyle of the stats over beat cipher then you know my man JP we call him the night owl he was with me all last summer when we held it down in our uh, you know 5 days a week time slot there for fantasy freestyle JP we were asking I was asking you because you know a little bit about the hip hop the hip hop hippopotamus these days right you know about a little a boogie with the hoodie and stuff like that of course i guess we're about to find out how much i know who is your favorite uh, migos uh give me takeoff okay 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 and that's no disrespect to like offset right no nah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, um, so here's what we're doing. We've been, like, we've been highlighting different rapping athletes, 
Okay, so I want to get your breakdown as well on some of the fire that we are going to bring. The first thing is Cole Beasley, okay? He dropped an entire album. It's called The Autobiography. And it was literally, listen, this was like a top 20 album on iTunes over the weekend, okay? So let's hear a little bit of Cole Beasley. I know we got my man Danny Auto right there ready to punch it up and ready to go. And then here's what I want to do. I want to get JP the Night Owl's take. Then I want to get my man Danny Auto's take. Then if Florio's down there, you could give some perspective at all as well. And I will break all ties and be the definitive word because I am the spitting statistician. Let's get my man Cole Beasley right now. Let's hear a sampling of some of his songs from his latest album, Autobiography. I tried to bring with me to lead, just pissed the fact I leave the team at home regretting what they need to be. I'm thankful I got fam who made me this. I'm glad they actually gave a shit. Ooh, all right, all right, let's get something else. All right, let's try something else. No one, forget they got the ones close to me thinking I'm on one. Well, that was like some DJ Khaled. I'm on one. All we need is you, baby. We don't need the world. Let's get one more. Have some competition, yeah, I have to. When you don't look the part, yeah, you have to. When you do, opportunities stack up. Like the odds against me, I just have one opportune moment. But that's all. All right, that's I enough of that. We can fade that out. We can fade that out. Um... So here's the thing, and I'm going to start with JP. JP, you don't know so far, but I'm, I'm relatively down on the Southern rap. I call it kind of like lazy, you know, if you're just at the trap house. I like that good old New York lyricism, if you want to know the truth. But uh, JP, what do you think about Cole Beasley, the autobiography? That could be a lot worse. That's actually pretty good. You think good. it could be a lot worse? Yeah, 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 for sure. I like it a little bit. Okay, JP. And yo, the millennials, man. The millennials, they like, they like that. They like that. Okay. Um... You, you, it could be worse. That's the definitive, the declarative statement from definitely, JP, the night owl. It could be it worse. It could be worse. Hey, uh, who else we got down there? We got Danny Otto. We got Danny Otto. We got Mike Florio. Who else we got down there? We got Danny Otto. Hey, Danny. I mean, you're a musician. I think this is that lazy rap, Danny. I, I agree with you. I, I also. The night owl, the kid over there, the millennial likes it, you know, because he could, you know, Snapchat to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I also agree with him. I, I think it could be way worse, but. Uh, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't like it as much as some of the a other lot ones. Of the other yeah, ones I think it's low on our totem pole. To be quite honest, you know, I hear some of the other ones we've had, Danny, and you know, I'm sorry, JP, the night owl. He just don't know, you know, because he's back. He's back from backpacking through Europe. You know what I mean? Uh, he was in the uh, coffee shops down there. Um, but you know, I mean, let's put it this way. Marvin Bagley III was socially conscious. I liked him better. I liked the Julian Turner one. Uh, Danny, that was the uh, XY mitosis. That's where I learned something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. I liked that better. I liked the Iman Shumpert better. I liked the Sony Michelle better. Um, so those are four already. Of course, my man Young Kaz, the Trap Game Maestros, were better. So I, I, I have Cole Beasley kind of in the middle. Right, Danny? What would you say? Yeah, I think that's fair. It, right. it, it's fair. All right, so here's the thing. JP. JP, uh, you know, thought that the Cole Beasley could have been worse. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do right now because we got some straight fire. We are about to debut some fire here on the Fantasy Freestyle. You know how I'll be rocking, you know, Rotoware, right? You need to go get your Rotoware shirts right there. We got that not the same darn old Jets right there for the Jets fans out there. Rotoware classic out there. Big shout to my man Kenneth Cashman, the Rotoware commissioner. He decided 
to drop some bars, okay? And this is not like Chris Venture dropping bars, okay? This is Kenneth Cashman bringing the legit heat, okay? And I must give him a big shout-out. Not only does he get those players in, but he shouts out your boy Speeds and the Stats Overbeat Cypher. So everybody, check this out. And JP, give this a listen and tell me if he doesn't put Cole Beasley to shame. This is Kenneth Cashman from Rotoware. Shout to the Spittin' Statistician and the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Kenneth Cash, Rotoware, bringing the heat. Check it out. Yeah. Already a beat I could bob my head to. You know what I'm saying. Stats over beats, baby. Stats over beats. You know what it is. Yeah, uh, over that tribe. Kenneth Cashman. Woo! Y'all point speeds. All the time, Cash. Let's Check go. It. Check it. Yeah. By now you must have heard how my shirts are preferred by every single person in the whole, whole entire, entire world. world. The fantasy apparel champ wrote away run ish. My printed process ain't nothing to buff with. I make hits. You could call me Joey Votto. Mixed with Nolan Arenado when he's home in Colorado. Savage with the grammar spitting stats over beats. Stats over beats. My man speeds. Yo, my raps are elite. They are elite. Well, call me Namath way. I'm making guarantees. When it comes to making tees, I'm the best, best in the league. league. See me tee off on the beat like I'm David Ortiz. And I talk mad ish like I'm Joel Embiid, what? yeah, every single league I'm in, you know I get it done, body slamming managers like, like I was Eric Young, every season I'll be winning the trophy, man, I work the wire like, like I'm Jimmy, Jimmy McNulty, Cash, yeah, man. Kenneth Cash, road aware, the road aware commissioner, you know what it is, Kenneth Cash, stats over beats, ha ha, who am I, speeds the spitting statistician, you know what it is, it's yeah, Kenneth Cash, road aware, what's up with your shirts, Roto-Ware. Kenneth Cash, I'm telling you, his shirts are the best, what's up with your shirts, Kenneth, my shirts are marvelous. You know what it is. The kid is nice. The kid is nice. That's what it is. Kenneth Cashman, Rotoware, stats over beats for your boy, Speeds, spitting statistician. I'm telling you, he's making hits like Joey Votto, missed with Nolan Arenado, and he's home in Colorado. Come on, JP. Give him some love, JP. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the Eric Young line. Body Eric slamming, Young's yeah. Here. I was like, all yeah. right, I see, you. I see you. Eric Young a little bit. Yo, he Full gets circle. down with the Fantasy Best Friends forever a little bit here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I hear he got the call up. Uh, my man Mike Florio told me apparently he is on SmackDown Live these days, making a pop off. Big shout out to Eric Young. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But JP, come on. Straight fire. Oh, yeah, straight fire. That's what I'm talking about. So hot that we sweat steam. Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. What do you think about my man Kenneth Cashman, Rotoware? You know what it is. Oh, I really like his. Yeah, sure. buddy. And, and, you know, he shouted out Stats Over Beat Cypher, shouted out Speeds, you know, so we got to love it. That's why we shout him out right there. Go and get your Rotoware shirts, okay? Tell him your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, sent you. Maybe they even hook you up with a little discount. Be like, yo, Speeds told me to cop that new Darnold shirt, not the same darn old Jets. That's how we do right there, much better than Cole Beasley, if you will ask me. Maybe next week what we'll do is we'll get that Chris Ventra because we got uh, to let JP know. What uh, Ventra was bringing as far as heat for the stats over beats cipher. Um, that's how it is right there. Um, I want to catch you up on a couple of other stories real quick as we put the fun in functional sports content. I told you about Hugh Jackson, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. He had a thing before last season. He said if the Browns went 0-16, he would jump in Lake Erie. Well, guess what? The Browns went 0-16. Kind of like Francisco Lindor, like last week when he shaved his head because his high school team went undefeated, right? So uh, Hugh Jackson says he will, in fact, go into Lake Erie. He's going to do it on June 1st, and he's going to turn it into a good thing. You know, he's doing it for a good cause now. He's got a foundation, the Hugh Jackson Foundation. It helps with um, human trafficking, I guess. 
And um, that should clearly, you know, he's going to raise some money. He's going to try and raise some money for that. Um, you know, he's going to give $100 for everybody in the Browns organization that goes ahead and joins Hugh Jackson by dumping in the lake. And they're trying to kind of, you know, kind of embrace this, right? And they're going to call this their cleanse from losing. I'm telling you, I'm with it. I think Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns are going to take a step up this year. I think they're going to take a step out of the basement. But check it out on June 1st. Hugh Jackson will, in fact, be going into a... Uh, you know, Lake Erie, shall we say. As we put the fun and functional sports content, I want to keep it moving here. Um, the Night Owl, our guy, our guy, the Night Owl down there, JP, he goes to college still. Okay, he goes to Temple. That's part of the reason why he's the Night Owl, okay? He goes to Temple, and I don't know if he saw this, but uh, the NCAA has changed their rules. You're going to now be able to drink alcohol at NCAA events. JP, the Night Owl, you know, he may not be of age just yet. He might not be able to do this, but I don't know. Uh, JP, have you seen that you can't really buy drinks at, like, NCAA uh, events? Do you go to any Temple football or basketball games? Yeah, I do, but here's the thing for us, at least. Talk to me. We have a lot of private venues that we wind up renting out. So they don't have to really ob- like oblige by these college rules that they have. Who's we? Temple? Yeah, Temple University. Because they rent out these private facilities. Like, they oh, rent the link for the Eagles. And we oh, use the okay. off-campus thing for basketball. I so like that. They kind of get around those. Oh, they rules. get around it. Interesting, interesting. Well, they're going to start selling alcohol. But check this out, JP. Only at championship games. Not not all the time. They started it in the College World Series last year. Only in championship games. I bring this up because, uh, you know, we're getting into Memorial Day, and that's always when, like, college lacrosse gets crowned. And I'm always interested in that. I watch it on, like, ESPN, you know, 7 uh, on Memorial Day, right? And so there will be alcohol served. But here's what I think is interesting, and here's the point I wanted to make. This is really about the adults. You know, like, they, the kids can't make money off their likeness, but they just want the concessions. They just want to make more money on the adults that are there. And I, I, I say this for another reason. You know, it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day over the uh, weekend, right? It was Mother's Day. And you know what? What do you think your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician's mom, wants to do on a Mother's Day, okay? Hit me up in the chat room if you want, if you, if you got some ideas. But the truth of the matter is, you know, Speeds' is mom, what do we do on Mother's Day? I'm trying to take it to the game. She wants to go see the Yankee game, right? So we go to the Yankee game, 105 against the Oakland A's on Sunday. And it's raining. Okay, it's raining, and it's raining, and they delay this joint for like three hours, okay? And you know what's happening in those three hours? Concession sales like, whoa. I had a couple of beers. The Cracker Jack guy was going around, you know what I mean? People buying pink hats, pink Yankee shirts, foam fingers, and the like. You know, this concession stand is really where they get a lot of their revenue. It's not even the attendance anymore. It's not the attendance. They don't care about the gates as much. It's the opportunity to sell. And so concessions on Mother's Day were open for six hours instead of the normal three, or six and a half hours instead of the normal three, three and a half. They were making money hand over fist. They were selling hot chocolate. They were selling ponchos, for God's sakes, okay? They do whatever they can to make sure they sell. So I think it's interesting that even college is going to start selling alcohol because they are also about the concessions. To tie it in real quick to our main story here on Fantasy Freestyle, when we talked about legalized potential sports gambling coming to a state near you, we will find out state by state if that's going to work for you. I gave you the rundown. College is the place where this integrity of the game, I think, could actually be an issue. And this is what I want to leave you with here on the Fantasy Freestyle tonight on the Fantasy Sports Network, right? The NFL, you ain't got nothing to worry about. These guys are millionaires. 
You really think they're worried about, you know, putting themselves at risk with, like, the mob or some seedy folks to be on the take to lose the integrity of the game? This isn't Pete Rose anymore. This isn't Tim Donahue anymore. However, college, you may have to worry about. And I say this because, you know, you ain't got to worry about the NFL where there's billions of dollars bet already or these other professional athletes. But you do have to worry about college. You know, remember when Shabazz Napier was saying how he, like, was on a championship-winning team and he couldn't pay for, like, the, the English muffin or he didn't have enough money to take his girl to the movies, whatever it was? These college kids are starving. Well, not that starving, but they are hurting for cash. And you know there's no way for them right now to profit necessarily on their likeness. Those are the people that the CD element may have leverage over. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to go to Greg Olson and be like, I need you to throw a game for the Carolina Panthers? It ain't going to be effective. But you go to the point guard of like some school in the MEAC and offer him some real money, you may have someone then on the take. College is where you need to worry about this, okay? Not in the pros, but I would have some regulation, not necessarily in the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, all who have come out worried about this on some level about the integrity of the game but college is a place because these kids maybe can be bought they're not millionaires and professionals like the others we're about to get out of here here on the fantasy freestyle i got to tell you you can hear me 7 and 9 a.m every morning on roto experts in the morning right here on the fantasy sports radio network with my man the king scott angle with jake seeley we got some good sound from the blue jays that we're going to be playing tomorrow we got colin drew on the show tomorrow to talk a little bit about dfs action for golf and for baseball we got good guests all the time there check us out rate review subscribe if you haven't already you can catch me here fantasy freestyle also you can catch me also late week over on fan tracks you can catch me doing stats over beats baby we're gonna be uh you know how i do bumping it we're gonna be bumping to all tribe call quest beats this week because kenneth cashman road away commissioner he was doing his thing to tribe call quest i want to respond in kind but uh tomorrow here on the Fantasy uh, Sports Network on the YouTube stream. You can see my man Danny Otto and popping off. They're going to be talking a little Deadpool as well. Danny Otto, Bodega Cat. Sometimes they got my man, the Manimal, Chris Bavona as well. What you guys talking about real quick on popping off this week? What are you guys talking about for uh, Strong Style that's in the chat who wants <laughs> me to join over there one time? We should make a date for that. I want to join popping off. Maybe we'll do a little home and home, Danny. What you guys talking about? Uh, I mean, we're definitely uh, previewing for Deadpool 2. I mean, it's coming yeah, out at the end of the week, Deadpool so two. we're super excited for that. And a bunch of new movie news and uh, pop culture news. All right, sounds good. Keep it locked to that. Check out me next week. We'll be right here back on the Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. Dave Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, Stable Genius, Vocal Minority, Rotoware, Rate, Review, Subscribe. Let's go. Fantasy Freestyle. I'm out. Peace.